What is, wait, have y'all been recording this the whole time? That would actually be pretty funny if I didn't know, like if one of us didn't know we were doing like a podcast the whole time. And <laughs> I thought we were just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is our weekly time to talk ball. <laughs> Sometimes we have other friends that I don't know come on and we talk ball. I mean, I've definitely played 2K with you guys and not known that we were streaming. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> that we were live on Twitch and then being like, oh my gosh, we're on the internet right now. <laughs> yeah, and all the shit that you, you say online, oh man, you, yeah, you yeah, have to bleep all, it out. It's all archived. I got a lot of work. I got a lot of work after every stream. Speaking of beeps, have you guys you guys ever listened to Mega Death, right? Yeah. There's this heard song, it, like one of the last songs in the I don't know, I don't know the album, but they they have a song that I think Dave Mustaine just had fun with like a, a sensor button, and throughout the whole song he was just holding it beep beep at like super <laughs> random times. Like it doesn't even matter if he's singing or not. He's just like beeping it throughout the whole thing, <laughs> and it just reminded me of that that rocks. I like uh, imagining that that's like a producer who had to have his spot on the record. He's like, guys, I need my creativity on this one. <laughs> And he just fucks up the whole song by putting a fucking sensor button on it. <laughs> like some some producers just like, yeah, I'm gonna put like a little like tambourine part over here. That'll be my part. <laughs> this fucking guy's like, check this out. Need, yeah. need some more cowbell, man. <laughs> like some like producers like stepson. And like, yeah, he has to be on the record, like, or else his mom will leave me. So <laughs> just let him do his thing. We'll put it towards the end. No one's gonna remember it. But Brian, Brian's mom is gonna leave me. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I I'm Brian. You're Brian. <laughs> I'm Brian. I'm Coach Brian. <laughs> oh, and uh, you know what? This is a little uh, this is a little production talk with the Secret Jocks podcast. Let's go behind the scenes. Here we go behind the scenes. BTS with yes. the Secret Jocks podcast. This is how the industry works. In case you didn't know. And uh, we're back, baby, from from beep from our and our mother. And beep. our mother beep. Uh, I don't remember where I was going with this. Uh, we're back from our hiatus, baby. Damn ham sandwich, dude. <laughs> Damn ham sandwich. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're back, baby. I'm Tyler. We got Ralph. It's been a while. Oof, that's nice. And we got Greg. Hey. Uh, how y'all doing? How y'all holding up in the off season? Pretty fucking bored, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know what to say. I'm pretty bored. Yeah, it's hard to be a basketball podcast when there's no basketball. <laughs> like for yeah. for a grip, there was a ton of like badass news, and now it's like slowed down. You know, because everyone's fucking bunning up for the season. But now it's just like, oh, that's cute. That's cute. That's happening. That's cute. Nothing like, oh, I really need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's coming though. Greg, Greg, how's your off season going? 
It's fine, man. My heart hurts though with Max leaving first take. That was the still that was the blow, man. That was the dude. I liked him. Did he give a reason? It's hard to imagine first take without Stephen A and Max. I don't know if there's a reason. I didn't catch it if there was one, but I liked him. He was funny. The dynamic that he gives with uh Stephen A. He just makes Stephen A sound so smart. So I don't know why they removed him from that show. Because Stephen A is probably loving all that. Like, yeah, I, I sound like a fucking genius talking to Max over here. <laughs> Damn. See, I see the opposite a lot of times. I'm like, what? Makes Stephen <laughs> look stupid sometimes, man. For me, it depends on the sport. Like, if it's basketball, I'm taking Stephen A. If it's like boxing or MMA, I'm taking Max. Uh, if it's football, they're both really dumb. So both wrong. <laughs> yeah, one's a Cowboys fan, one's a Giants fan. So they're both dumb and wrong. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's fun. They got a good give and take. It's it. Who else is going to give us the I want Iguodala? Yeah. Who else? Line? That's incredible. Yeah. He's a legend just for that. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Off season is boring and the same, man. Not a whole lot of anything. Have yeah. you been hooping, Greg? Uh, I've gone a couple times, but uh, oh, there's a park right around the corner from my house now, man. It's uh, lit up 24 hours, and no one, no one's there, man. It's been nice. But the servers are down, is what you're saying. The servers, servers are, are down. down, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a little bit, but not really. Just kind of chilling. Oh yeah. Well. Uh, I mean, it is the off season, but we do have a little bit of, of news. Uh, it is official Ben Simmons. I don't know if anyone's heard if anybody knows this, but he's officially asked out of Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) No one saw this coming. Breaking news. (laughs) Breaking news. Yeah. We actually recorded this episode four weeks ago in the backlog. (laughs) So he officially asked out though. Are you fucking fucking with me or no no he i don't know what you're talking about right yeah. now <laughs> so he officially he officially asked out he he told, he told the the philadelphia <laughs> brass that uh that he wasn't going to report to training camp and that he wanted out as soon as possible wow so I even I, mean, I don't blame him i mean i don't either but like you have a fucking contract and shit like i don't know how that plays out what if they're just like Dog, we'll trade you in trade deadline. You know, trade you halfway through the season. Wait it out. I mean, he gets paid no matter what. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, they might be they might withhold like his game checks or or penalize him in some way. But at the end of the day, he's getting his money. He signed the dotted line, and I, I don't know. It, having your coach throw you under the bus and your co-star throw you under the bus. I'm surprised he didn't demand like a trade that night. I mean, he did, he did fuck up in the game, no doubt. But when, uh, when people publicly throw you under the bus like that, like you don't really owe anyone anything at that point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. Have, have you seen his off season games though? His off season fucking highlights. Dude, dude, dude! I wonder how many misses he (laughs) he had to get to get those highlights. 
He looks like how we all look when we're waiting to get into a pro-am game on 2K. <laughs> like we're all nailing shots. Yep, all green all the time. <laughs> green, green, green. And then when we finally get into the game, it's nothing but uh, we're building buildings, <laughs> one would say. <laughs> cranes and shit. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. He he looked good. He looks good, I guess, for you know playing against some scrubs. But that's the off season, you know. Everyone looks good in the off season. Yeah. What are they gonna do then? I don't understand the situation fully. Then, so if he doesn't show up, what what does that mean? Like, is he still on the team? Like, that he yeah. just is not showing up to their practices and is playing on the. Do you know what I mean? Like. I think I think chemistry is going to suffer at that point. You know, he's mm-hmm. probably going to have a bunch of like like DNPs keeping him healthy, all that mm-hmm. stuff, and then that would deduct from his like you know game checks and all that stuff. But yeah, I think he'll be gone by by early October. By the time the season starts, they'll they'll find a trade. If you if you're Ben Simmons, I think this is a smart move. Because the asking so, price, yeah. the asking price for him was way too much. You know, they wanted a package that was similar to James Harden, right? Like every draft pick for the foreseeable future, young guys and a, a all star caliber player in return for Ben Simmons. Like no one's trading for that. Yeah. So effectively, him like pulling the trade me now or I'm not showing up kind of lowers his value. And makes it a lot easier to trade because now I mean, like uh, Portland, for example, could be like, "Hey, like <laughs> you're not getting Damian Lillard one because we're not shopping him, and two, like the value isn't there." But you can have CJ, or you could have Rocco and a bunch of picks back. Like, but you're not going to get your all-star player in return. Uh, and there's probably going to be way more suitors with more realistic packages coming up now. Which, I, I mean, Philly's options are either you're down a player or trade this dude and get something in return, which you'll probably get something good, but not what you initially wanted, I guess. Yeah, Philadelphia wanted a Steph or Clay for Ben Simmons. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like yeah. The fuck. I mean, their targets are like Steph, Clay, Damian Dam- Lillard, yeah. Bradley Beal. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like Ben Simmons is definitely a great player, but not to that caliber. He's not superstar caliber. No, not especially compared to like Embiid, you know, like his own teammate. I'd say this is smart for Ben then. Yeah, this is a kind of smart move. He's probably taking a little bit of a pay cut somewhere. Um, But where do you guys think like the best spot from the land could be like, like what teams are in a position to even pull that off? Like blazers are still there, right? Like blazers have some assets that if Portland got really desperate, they could pull that trade and you get like a guard and CJ or someone, you know, but I mean, fuck else is in a position right now. Like not being biased. I truly do think CJ is probably the highest caliber trade offer that they'll get just a one for one. I would, I would agree with that. I couldn't see anyone better. uh, Yeah. I, they need a facilitator. They need someone who can score and that's alongside Embiid. And that's probably CJ. I mean, the Kings are interested. The best they could do is buddy healed which he's a spot up shooter. He's really good. Be a good trade for, for both teams. 
Um, but they're not going to offer De'Aaron Fox. They're not going to offer Davion Mitchell. They're not going to offer Halliburton, <laughs> which is all. You cut out for a second. Oh, cut now, man. Oh, uh, what'd you hear last? Just a bunch of beeps. <laughs> No, uh, that's, a, that's, Mitchell. that's what I said. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Or Halliburton like yeah. that. Those are the dudes that the Sixers oh, want and, and they're not going to get, uh, you know, there's rumors about the Warriors maybe trading. And I think the best thing that the Warriors would be willing to give up possibly is Wiggins. And I, I don't think that fit really works and that doesn't no. push the needle for either team. He wants to go to the Clippers. The Clippers have no one to trade. Lakers, they have no one to trade. So as far as the teams that actually want Ben Simmons or at least interested in Ben Simmons, either probably the Timberwolves or the Blazers have the best shot, in my opinion. And I don't I think the the Sixers already turned down uh an offer of like uh fuck. Who why can't why can't I remember his name? Who's the point guard for the Wolves? D'Angelo? Yeah, D'Angelo. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They offered D'Angelo <laughs> and a couple other players, and the Sixers turned it down for some reason. So I'm not really sure who they want. That's kind return. of ballsy of like you know the Timberwolves doing that because D'Lo is like best friends with Cat. Yeah, it's Cat's boy. <laughs> yeah, they, like you know, like that's I feel like that's a huge no-no. Yeah. So but maybe they were just testing out the waters. My. My two thoughts are that it'll either be like a just a straight across trade with the Blazers, like CJ for Ben, and then whatever uh, parts will make it work for both teams to be happy. Or my uh, my big theory is that there could be a three way trade where the Sixers get uh, CJ. The Warriors get Ben. Let's hear, let's hear, it. Let's hear it. The, and then let's hear it. Blazers get Draymond. I knew it. I, I was going to propose that trade. Yeah, the money. The money works. <laughs> yep. Everybody would probably get what they want because I think Draymond isn't. Other than playing with Steph and Clay, his boys, Draymond isn't very happy with the Warriors organization. Really? I, I don't think yeah, so. Especially, especially that uh, interview with uh, with uh, KD. When uh-huh. he was just like, yeah, the organization fucked up in, the, in that point when they had that argument. Um, so if you, if you guys haven't uh, seen that, seen that, that one or hear that one, I yeah, it's it's I a good one. you to listen to it. Um, it. You can tell he's not happy there. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the upside on that, you know, like Damien has been wanting Draymond. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, the Sixers get a, a a shooter on the outside that could actually handle the ball as well with CJ. And us, we're going to get younger with Ben Simmons that, you know, he does what Draymond does um, and a little bit more athletic. So it's a win for everyone. A win for everyone. It's a, it's, let's do it. Let's pull the trigger. So you're down with that, Ralph. See, that's the part of the puzzle where it's like, I am more on the keep, don't trade Draymond train potentially than you are. I think well, it's it's a win now move for everyone. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like the the only reason why I didn't want Draymond to go in the first place for Ben Simmons because they wanted to add more pieces to that. If mm-hmm. it was just a straight trade for Draymond, I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Their IQ is you know Draymond's a little bit smarter, but you do have athleticism, so that opens up the middle. Like 
Yeah, I, w- I would go for it, dude. Getting yeah. younger. Let's if do it. The, if it's the timeline wow. for the Warriors too, mm-hmm. other than like, other other than Steph and Clay, but everyone else is pretty young, would fit in well there. And you know, like the Warriors have Andrew Bogut as a the Australian ambassador. That's true. The <laughs> Warriors, so he can talk to Ben Simmons, like, "Oi, mate, get in line." Shrimp on the body <laughs> around the corner. He's like, sorry. I know what you fucking said, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I think it will. That's a pretty sexy trade, in my opinion, Damn, for for okay. for all parties involved. Yeah, I think so. Also, uh, Damian Lillard got married last night, and Draymond was, was at the wedding, baby. <laughs> he was having fun. Yeah, it looked sick. Honestly, might have been the wedding of the year, uh, in my opinion. You had Snoop Dogg at the reception. Nice. Performing. <laughs> the wedding of the year. Yeah. What are the other top top two weddings besides this one? Yeah, let's hear let's hear <laughs> top three weddings of this year, Tyler. Let me let me look let me look up who got married this year. <laughs> let's see who got married. Celebrity, okay, celebrity weddings and celebrities who got married in 2021. Okay. I'm on glamour.com, by the way. Ooh. Respect, respect. Uh, I don't know this. I don't know that. Who, so who far, it's number people? one. Can you really be a celebrity if I don't know your name? Uh, yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, okay. Who, all these people look the same. They're all like just, blonde hair. Yeah, they're all like blonde white people. <laughs> Damn, dude. Whoa. Okay. Never mind. Nick Cage go. got married this year. Oh. Okay. So that's number one. <laughs> never mind. Sorry. Not so number one, Nick Cage. Immediately. <laughs> uh, two, Damian Lillard. Uh, that's it. No other. No. No other weddings count. I appreciate that. That's a good answer. Yeah, so that's my answer. So fair, man. Uh, okay, I'm I'm down with the Draymond thing. I I just think he's one of those players that when you pull him out of the Warriors system, I have this feeling that you're gonna immediately see the Warriors get worse, and you're gonna realize how much he did for that team. Like that's just my fear with with Draymond is like he doesn't get all the love as the other two because they're fucking shooting lights out and like they're the faces of it. But he's like the backbone of that team and. Um, personally also, I didn't, I didn't pick up that he was ever upset with the warriors in that interview. I I picked up on, they fucked up in that moment, you know, like I still look at Draymond. It's me just speaking on my thoughts with this bullshit. Uh, I see him as just someone who like is all about that team, you know, and like is all in. So I just still, he's one of those players. I just couldn't see getting traded, but he's older and yeah, like that shit's got to happen at some point. So um, in my head, he's still an untouchable, but I, any of these seasons and yeah, they got to go at some point. Right. I mean, if he develops this jumper back, we might love him a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, his temper definitely gets us in trouble sometimes. Yeah. And I, I love the emotion, but sometimes emotionless is uh, the best way of playing things. Just like uh, just like Kawhi Leonard in that new Drake video. Beautiful segue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I actually have yeah. not watched that. I looked at the. I haven't seen. That I, I just saw that little ten second clip of just like <laughs> Drake pointing at uh, 
Kawhi, and he's just like, "The fuck am I doing here, Drake?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, okay. what a legend. Yeah, Kawhi helped bring them a championship, but I'm surprised he didn't have like Lowry or DeRozan or his fucking twin Van Vliet. Oh, like he should have had Freddie in the video. Yeah, Freddie should have been like the main star of that video. Yeah. And Drake is just like a, an auxiliary character throughout the whole video. That would have been fucking sick. He knows what he's doing. He just knew that Kawhi would be a funny person to bring in, you know, yeah. like that everyone would kind of be like, what the fuck is Kawhi doing here? <laughs> he's smart. Speak, speaking of Drake, dude, like I saw this uh, Instagram account. I forgot what it's called, but they made such a big deal about Drake wearing a CP3 jersey while shooting hoops. And everyone in the comment section was just like, nah, he tweaking. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? Nah, he tweaking. Nah, he tweaking. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening, man. Uh, that shit rocks. Dude, the internet is such a powerful yet wasted thing. <laughs> no way. It, it, it is serving the exact purpose it was meant to. No, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, <laughs> take bla- just a black hole of content. That's what it was for. <laughs> Nah, you tweaking. Nah, I'm tweaking. Um, okay, what else is in the news? I don't, I don't know. I see Ben Simmons being gone. That's all. I, like, I think you're right. Uh, my sleeper teams, uh, I, they probably have cap space filled up. Pelicans, uh, Grizzlies, and the Pacers. Like, they're all, like, hovering in that 10th seed. Maybe the Wizards, you know? Maybe they could do something. Um, but besides that, it seems like the Blazers or the Kings are the only – people that have a fucking shot, you know? Yeah. And I know the Kings are really aggressive and really want Ben Simmons. It'll probably be for like, (laughs) yeah, they do want anyone, but I think they would ship out like Bagley and like a couple other pieces, like probably Bagley and Buddy Heald. And then you've got like a, a front court of like Davion Mitchell and Ben Simmons backcourt of Halliburton and Fox. And then whoever they play at the three. Harrison Barnes, baby. Harrison Barnes. Yeah, why not? Baby champion. That's <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty that good. is not that, a bad starting five. No, it's not bad. You got a champ in there, dude. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh I'd like, you know, like I'd like to see Ben on on the Blazers, of course. But if he goes to another Western Conference team, fuck it. The Kings would be a really fun team sick. for for as much shit as we talk. About Sacramento being a dumbass town. Well, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give him props, though, if he goes to a team like Sacramento and is like, I'm going to make my own legacy, dude. Like, and if he was to make them make the playoffs, you know, like you'd have some respect for him and the Kings, like even a sliver, dude. I don't know. Yeah, they haven't Shaq, really done much. So Shaq could probably say something nice about him finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, didn't like a a two time champ went to the the Kings recently? Damian Jones. Oh yeah, he did go. There I also go. forget that he has two rings. Yeah, dude, Warriors baby. That's kind of like Boucher baby. <laughs> but yeah, dude, he's a fucking champ, dude. Him and Harrison Barnes, and all the fucking East Bay rings that were given away, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they can make the Kings, you know. Too many nice. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah, man. All right. Well, let, let's move on. We've we do have a trade, an off season trade. Uh, 
ring ring the alarms, baby. Some movements happening. Ding 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 ding. We've got a three team trade, actually. Oh, is it CJ? I wish. That would be so sick if that dropped right now. I would really I would cut the episode now and just release it. Like we were first. We were first. It's in. no, this is this is a this is like a week or two late. Uh, but we've got, we've got a three-way tra- trade between Portland, Cleveland, and Chicago, baby, uh, based around Lori Markinen in a sign and trade, uh, Cleveland gets Lowry, right. And, uh, Portland sneaks in, gets Larry Nance jr. And Chicago receives, uh, Derek Jones jr. From Portland. And a future second round draft pick from Cleveland, and also an additional uh, heavily protected first round pick from Portland. And that Damn, first round dude. pick is uh, lottery protected until 2028. So basically, a second round pick is what they're getting from Portland. Um, what What are y'all's initial thoughts on the trade, and who do you who do you think wins? Uh, okay. Ralph, you want to start us uh, off? Let, let, let's recap first. Okay. Markinen mm-hmm. went to, let's just talk about players. Markinen yep. went to Cleveland. Uh, DJJ went to uh, the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And then LNJ went to. <laughs> yeah. The, the son of our producer, Larry Nance. <laughs> Larry Nance, senior son, junior, um, went to Portland. Um. That's exciting. All those guys that's are a, that's exciting. A good, that's a good trade. Like it's all the all three of those guys could definitely give a team a facelift and the boost they need. Uh, Cleveland, though, I, I don't know what they're doing and who they're building it around. Um, I don't know if the plan is still you know the Sexland duo to build around them, but. Th- Markin and just wanted out of Chicago and that's the best train out. So obviously you'll take it DJJ to the bulls, another high flyer. So I could probably, I don't know, win another championship dunk championship. Sorry. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me, uh, fix that right there. Hey, a champion, and, still a champion. Baby. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Um, Larry Nance, I think is the most exciting one. Cause that's a pretty big move for a Portland team, um, to actually make something significant. Uh, Larry Nance can, you know, screen and can run. So yeah, sure. I mean, let's, let's run to the hoop, baby. Let's dunk that ball. Honestly, not a bad catch and shooter from three either. 38% within Ooh. the last couple of years. Not bad for, improving for sure. For a true four. He, he's got a high IQ. He's a pass first guy too. Uh, I, I am obviously as a Blazer fan, very excited for Larry Nance. He's um, playing the four, you said? Yeah, yeah. He's he's a power forward, yeah. yeah he's 6'9", he's right? Uh, no, he's like 6'10". Damn, he's solid. He's big, yeah. yeah, he's like a true. He's like a true power forward. Uh, not those phony ones. Not six, those phony seven. ones. Yeah, Draymond. Uh, but he can pretty much guard like you know two through four, five, depending on who's playing. Uh, <laughs> defensive minded, which is pretty rare for the Blazers to pick up someone like that. Also, just rare for us to have a real power forward. 
Uh, he can space the floor. He can, he's really good in the pick and roll. Uh, he's really athletic. And I think, you know, coming off the bench, exactly what Portland needed. I think Larry Nance would add an excitement that like an emotion that the Blazers don't really show that often. Um, I feel like, yeah, you know, uh, Lillard shoots big at the end of the games, but that's like it, you know, but he's pretty quiet throughout the whole game. He keeps his composure. Yeah, he's cool, calm, and collected. That's exactly. what we know from him, you know. But we need to offset that with someone that would just yam on some fools and be like, yeah, here I am. <laughs> and that would give the bench, you know, the crowd, the arena, some energy. So yeah, I, I love the move. I can't, I can't wait to see it work. I think we got of a what's that movie? Talladega, Talladega Nights. Shake and bake, baby. Yep, a little shake and bake. I think we're having a little shake and bake between Lillard and and Larry Nance. I think that's what's going to happen. Just get uh, rid of CJ, baby. Yep, put in Ben. <laughs> but at this point, it's kind of interesting. Like with the Larry Nance. Who's the starting five? If you don't like, who do you yeah, think? Yeah, so starting five is still probably going to be um, Dame. As as long as we have CJ, it's going to be Dame, CJ, Norman Powell at the three, Rocco at the four, Nurk at the five. And then you would put Larry Nance as your first guy off the bench, uh, specifically first big man off the bench. So he'll either like replace Nurk or he'll replace Rocco. Most likely, Nurk will be off the bench. Then Larry Nance comes in. Uh, and then Anthony Sim- Simmons, or sorry, Anthony Simons would come in for either Dame or CJ, depending on the rotation or whatever. Wow, that's a big role for him. Yeah. So he he is starting caliber, I think. But I think this puts him in a position, if the Blazers do well, to be a, a six-man-of-the-year kind of contender as well. Mm-hmm, totally. Uh, but uh, so obviously I think the Blazers like, I think for a win now situation, they probably won this trade. Um, but I do kind of want to talk about who lost this trade. And in my opinion, as great as, or as much potential as Lowry Markinen has, I think Cleveland lost this trade. Uh, Hmm. I think they took a, a very expensive risk on a player that hasn't fully either developed or proved himself and they've really logged it, jammed themselves for, for big men because they've got uh, a Coro. They've got Lowry. They've got Kevin love. They just threw the whole bag at Jared Allen. They have so many big men. They look like Detroit from like what a free agency a year or two ago. Uh, It's kind of interesting to see what they're really doing here. Um, I see. Yeah. And they just got Evan Mobley too. Like, yeah, that, um, that's the other one. Yeah. Yeah. I see Cleveland, um, as like a young, you know, young core team, like the, the magic are in, like, it's a couple years off, you know, but they're like just acquiring pieces right now. And what I see with their trade was they got rid of an old player with the co- a contract they probably didn't want, or I don't really know oh, much no, Larry Nance's contract is so good. That's really, the, yeah, it's like wow. less than ten million. That's no the shit. issue with it. Yeah, so they signed. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up here. They signed Larry Markinen to a four year, sixty seven million contract. 
Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> like, I, yeah, that's where it's a little, um, a little confusing with what Cleveland's doing is that like, they just threw a fucking huge ass bag. Uh, Oh, <laughs> yo, that's how we, okay. Uh, Ralph's <laughs> Ralph, Ralph lost his cursor and he can't unmute. <laughs> oh, that rocks. Yo, fuck the Warriors. They're hey, dumb. Man. They're dumbass. Uh, <laughs> Steph, Steph Curry can't shoot. He's stupid. Uh, every ring the Warriors have gotten is fake. Uh, yo, if it wasn't for Kevin Durant, uh, the Warriors would be, they would only have won once. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else he would be really mad about. Uh, uh, I'm not Lakers, taking Iguodala. Lakers are going to beat him this next year, man. Yep. Lakers have got the Warriors next year. Because of one basketball. <laughs> Um, but you know about the Cavs I just think they're like acquiring people with Lowry marketing you know like I think they're just going to move him at some point so they're not going to win now I don't think they really care about who's on their team is he back as well fucking god damn it dude Hey man, did you hear all the nice things? I was like, "Hey, the uh, Warriors yeah. are really cool. I think they here in the they're gonna win the championship." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I heard that. Uh, that shit was funny. I was panicking <laughs> for a bit. Put <laughs> <laughs> out. Uh, yeah, yeah. What were we talking know, about? <laughs> just the Cavs and who lost who, this trade? I think it's a okay. fake log jam. They're gonna move one of those players by by the time they need to start being good you know like they'll they'll figure that shit out um i think potentially the honest answer could be the blazers though dude like without being mean is like if the nance thing doesn't work out like isn't he older too like 30 30 something he's under 30 yeah i don't know much about larry nance then man maybe he's just a solid ass player he's a solid ass player that doesn't get a lot of uh yeah he's only 28 uh, Damn, he, doesn't, dude, he doesn't get a lot of um, like <laughs> airtime because he's been playing in Cleveland. Like mm-hmm. when he got traded to Cleveland, it was LeBron's last year and they made the finals and he was like a pivotal role off the bench for that, oh, that championship run. Like he's a solid ass role player. Like, and he's just a normal ass dude that knows his job in the NBA and he does it better and better every year. Uh, he, he was a part of that okay. Lakers team, that young Lakers team that would have been so dynamic if mm-hmm. they would have kept it together. Mm-hmm. Just imagine uh, D'Lo, you got Alonzo Alon- uh, Ball, yep. uh, Jordan Clarkson, Larry yep. Nance Jr., Julia- Julius Randle. Be a mean starting five. Dude, that starting five right there, if they would have just Sorry. held on to that. <sighs> and he posterized Kevin Durant. Oh yeah, you put him on a poster. Yeah. You put him on a mixtape, baby. Dude, yeah. That, to to me, that starting five was like the best starting five that never happened. Yeah, it was so much fun. We got robbed for yeah. sure. That's crazy. He, Larry Nance is a is a dynamic player who is you know he he is similar to Jordan Clarkson in my opinion, where he is capable of being a solid starter on a good NBA team. 
but he is a smart enough NBA player to know that if he is coming off the bench, he's going to be the best dude coming off the bench. Fuck yeah. Uh, he knows his role and he's going to do it well, I think. Cool. Well, yeah, I will uh, take that back then. My thought originally for the Blazers was just, um, I assumed they were taking on an older player to where it was win now. And if it doesn't work, you're giving up a young asset and Derek Jones Jr. That dude fucking rules. So that was the only part where I was like, the Bulls are getting something sick here, man. Um, but I'll shut up, man. I'll look up some Larry Nance Jr. highlights and I'll get back to you yeah. guys. The, the only bad thing, the, the only way I think the Blazers lost this is that we traded a uh, dunk contest champion for a dunk contest competitor. Oh, what a downgrade, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's been there. He's seen it. He's seen, he's seen the lights. He's seen the show. He's been involved, but he hasn't won. So now we only have one dunk champion on our roster as opposed to two. So, yeah, I don't know if you guys can ever win. I don't think so. Uh, except for except for our rookie baby doing the East Bay Funk in game in summer league. I don't think we talked about that, huh? No, what's Pretty summer bad, league? Who? <laughs> yeah, Greg Greg Brown in uh, Greg in the Hughes. Sum- yeah, Greg Hughes in summer what? league. No, have you not? Se- I sent you this right. That Portland player. So. Who did the between the legs off the off one bounce? Oh, you showed me that yeah. in game. Yeah, Greg Brown, future dunk champion, right there. <laughs> Calling it now. That's pretty I like fucked it. up. I like it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my tune a little bit. I think Chicago and Portland are probably tied for winning this trade. I think Derek Jones Jr. will fit in well on that squad if he can make it into the rotation. I mean, he's a good cutter. He can obviously dunk from anywhere on the court. Uh, but they also like got some decent assets uh, in their little treasure chest there too with the second-round pick and uh, Portland first-round pick. And I think the Portland first-round pick is a big one because it all kind of depends on the future of Damian Lillard. Like, I don't think it was risky for Portland to ship that first-round pick because if, we, if, if it blows up and we trade Dame, who cares? We're going to get as many first round picks as we want because that's the kind of haul you get for a player like Damian Lillard. But it's a good, I think it's a good bet for a team like Chicago to take a first round pick that's protected to 2028 from Portland because, like, hey, next summer, this shit could blow up. Like, they'll probably be bad for the next seven years uh, if this shit blows up. Then they get a pretty solid first round pick. And with that first round pick, they could probably trade that for another star player to add. So I, I, I think with the asset building Chicago did, pretty solid. I think they deserve a, a pretty good grade in that trade. And they got a decent role player. Uh, Portland got exactly what they needed for their bench and took a very minimal risk. So just my two cents on that. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you know, having a role player that knows their role is like the most like needed position in basketball right now. It's huge. Dude, like that's why a lot of people are like, what are the Lakers gonna do? But I feel like LeBron will put, you know, everyone in line. Like, this is your role. You gotta play your role if you want to win this ring. But yeah, dude, like all those players that we mentioned just now, they're all role players and they're good at it. And uh so message to 
to kids out there from Coach Brian. Um, just gotta you gotta play a role, you know. I know you're not starting right now. That's totally fine. But when you get off of that bench, you're gonna be the best player on the court. Also, I'm banging your mom. <laughs> you heard your first one. Coach Brian. Coach Brian. Come Brian. on. Come on, Brian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's this sticker, by the way, that your two partners, Rachel posted on Instagram, and then uh, Katie got for a van or something? The show. Oh, yeah, one, we saw the, the one sticker in the. Uh, in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, this sticker fucking rules. What does it yeah. say though? Fuck, I don't know. It says like, uh, oh yeah, warning or caution: this vehicle stops at your mom's house, or frequent stops at your mm-hmm. mom's house. <laughs> I love it, dude. That's all I mean. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know she bought that, and I was like, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yo, okay, so bringing bringing up the Lakers and them being old, I think is a is a great uh, segue. Great segue to our next topic. Let's go. We watched the film Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew, two thousand eighteen. Uncle Drew. Yes, sir. Um, how are we doing? Are we are we gonna go through this scene by scene like we did for? Uh, and no, uh, this be this will be too long. Yeah, you're right. It's a long ass. Actually, it was a pretty short movie. It it uh, was a short movie, but it felt long because you guys uh, watched the the Pepsi things as well, or yeah. No. Oh, I didn't. Were we watching the Pepsi? I we were I supposed watched, to. I just watched the movie. You probably watched Space Jam. I watched Space Jam again. <laughs> <laughs> this, this That's the best. Uh, but yeah, the, I can't this, what the movie yeah i can't believe it like you know like that much money got invested they got there's a lot of logistics that went into it i love it all that pepsi money baby let's do a quick overview of what uncle drew is so uh we're just gonna go a super quick one so everyone that has never heard of this movie should at least give it a shot um so after draining his life savings to an entire team in Rucker Classic Street Ball Tournament in Harlem, Dax is dealt a series of setbacks, including losing his team to a longtime rival. Desperate to win the tournament with cash prize, Dax stumbles upon the man, the myth, the legend, Uncle Drew, which is played by uh, Kyrie Irving, <clears throat> and convinces him to return to the court one more time. The two men embark on a road trip to round up Drew's Drew's old basketball squad and prove that group of old people, I don't know how to say that word, I'm drunk right now, can still win the big one. So, what are your thoughts of this fucking movie, Ice? Um, It was really entertaining. It was really fun. But overall, it was a really bad movie. (laughs) (laughs) You think if the setting or if the time frame was back in the 90s, it would have been a cool movie? No, I think it would have been a bad movie. I think uh, it doesn't matter what era you drop it in. I'm talking like 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, 2010, 2021. It's a bad. It was just a bad movie. But that's what made it fun is that it was just yeah. a bad movie and everybody was just acting in a bad movie 
and they knew they were in a bad movie. So they just went for it. Like everything was overacted, but that made it fun. Like Shaq, AKA big fella uh, was just doing his thing being Shaq. And that's what you wanted. You had a dance scene from him. You had, of course, you saw, dude, it's fucking Shaq. Uh, spoiler alert. If you're going to watch this, uh, just skip 15 seconds ahead. Uh, you see Shaq's bare ass. That was Huge pretty ass. funny. Huge. Yeah, he's got a big ass. Nice, um, thick boy. Nate Robinson <laughs> playing yeah, playing an old uh, old guy who doesn't speak <laughs> at all. <laughs> Gets his shoes and then fucking pops up out of a wheelchair. Yeah, well, yeah. Let, let, let's talk about the team player by player and let's uh, break them down. <laughs> okay, so Uncle Drew, uh, played by Kyrie Irving. Uh, out of five, how, what, how would you rate his acting? I'd give him a five, dude. He was funny. Damn, dude. Like, okay, I will judge some of this off the Pepsi commercials, but he was good at that role. So mm-hmm. I liked him a lot more. I like Kyrie a lot more now. Five. five, five. I, I would give him a four out of five uh, because I think there are some scenes that were a little like, okay, you're trying a little too hard here, <laughs> but the character is believable. Uh-huh. And it was it was fun. Not my favorite character, but probably one of the more believable ones. I would give him a four as well. He was charismatic, but there was some delivery that's just like he could have done that better. Yeah. Uh, but but I think the the perfect line was like in the first you know ten minutes of us seeing Uncle Drew when he's actually playing ball slaps a bag of nuts on this guy's hands like hold my nuts yeah that was good that's what <laughs> Before i wanted. started playing yeah i was like yes that, that's pretty <laughs> funny um all right so uh l- let's move on preacher the power forward played by chris weber out uh, of five five out of five <laughs> i i think the pre in my opinion as far as the five out of the starting five on that team preacher stole the show Dude, I agree. Genuinely, I genuinely agree. funny. He's the funniest character. <laughs> yeah, he's the funniest character. Chris Weber did great. Genuinely funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite line from Chris Chris Weber was when he got in the van and he's just like, "It's so cold in here," <laughs> and they're running the heat at like eighty five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he understood the assignment and he did it really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he fucking did it. L- let's go with uh, Nate Robinson boots. Well, give it a two. Yeah, I give him a three. It's gonna give him a one. <laughs> he didn't do very good at that <laughs> role. Yeah, it <laughs> was like it's so predictable. Like, uh, I think the funniest part is like in the club when they they call him Al Franken, and then he gets up and starts <laughs> dancing. Like, okay, that was that was the funniest part. But other than that, like, I don't know. It was just a cheesy character. You, you think they tried giving him lines and he just couldn't say them? Probably. And they were just like, you, you're not <laughs> oh, going to be damn. speaking throughout the whole movie. <laughs> not yeah. good at boxing, not good at acting. Ooh. Only good at dunking. Damn. <laughs> Tyler, that, that's though. a TKO, dude. Yeah, it's one more than I have, so fuck it. Finished <laughs> him. But yeah, as soon as like he was given his Chuck Taylors, he was uh, ready to hoop again. That was so Perfect. funny, man. Very predictable, though. Very predictable. Um, Next one, Reggie Miller um, as Lights. I'm 
going to give him a three and a half. I don't think he was bad, but he wasn't exceptional. Yeah. I thought having Reggie Mill in the movie was like a 4.5 out of five, but him Dang. playing it was like a three. Yeah. Dang. He didn't act. He didn't act very good, but I was always like, that's fucking Reggie Miller. That's pretty sick. You know? <laughs> and I think I have a little, I have a little soft spot after just watching the, mm-hmm. uh, too, man. Yeah. the documentary. Yeah. I'm like, good for him. Like he deserves something. This is something. his championship. Yeah. The Malice yeah. In the Palace yeah. Did, yeah. 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 The Rucker Park Classic was his championship <laughs> that he never won. Uh, yeah, I, I give him a four. Um, I thought he played the role well. Um, the funny thing about this is like when they just like started shooting the ball, like unscripted, you know, you can tell that it's them. Like nothing yeah. changed from like when we're watching him playing ball. But yeah, yeah, Reggie Miller, pretty funny. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, five. Big fella. Five, no <laughs> doubt. Sha- Shaq is—he's a performer, baby. He knows what he's doing. He's—he's a—he's a natural. All right, big fella. Five out of five. Yeah, it—it it was just Shaq being Shaq, but Absolutely. it was funny because he had a wig on. So he gets a five from me. Greg, uh, I'll give him a four, but oh, I love Shaq in there. But the the from being the role that they gave to Shaq. Cause he was, the guy was like quiet and angry for the first part of the movie. Like I wish Shaq was able to just be animated from the whole thing, you know? Um, but that was kind of the character was angry, quiet Shaq. Well, he would, so he was, he was going, it wasn't going full Shaq, but he was going, he was giving a Shaq foo. The hit yeah, video. Game. Yeah. Shaq foo, dude. <laughs> okay. I, I give him a six. I thought he played it well. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I, love it. I mean, he is the only one to go uh, half nude in the movie. So absolutely, I, 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 he's the. They kind of like gave the other half of the movie to him. Like, they definitely did. They, they definitely took did that. the the focus out of Drew and put it on top of Shaq or Big Fella, and uh, I thought he carried it pretty well uh, before the heart attack scene. Uh, and that was pretty funny too when he was walking out of like his fucking oh, medical room that 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 was the best like my two favorite shack scenes in the movie were one obviously him dancing anytime that man dances like it's gold it's hilarious yep, like yep. it's the funniest fucking thing to see this seven foot guy oh shit oh tyler was dancing too hard like shack shack dance my shit there just fucks up uh but seeing <laughs> but seeing that like seven foot man like pop and lock it is hilarious it's always going to be good. funny and then yeah watching him walk through that uh that hospital really good stuff yeah what about you great yeah. uh well my favorite scene uh, and it was funny it's like I just don't have any parts of Shaq that was super stuck with me as like overly funny. I don't know. I've seen a lot of Shaq. So like Kyrie really stuck. I was like, this dude's pretty good. But the preacher scene when they're getting fucking baptized, (laughs) that just scene was so ridiculous. And it was funny as hell to me. Like I had an out of body moment kind of being like, what the fuck am I watching right now? You know? Yeah. What the fuck is this? Yeah, that, that rocked, and then like Lisa Leslie being totally. uh, yep. being the preacher's totally. wife, Betty Lou. Like hey, that that was funny when he was just like, "Oh, we gotta go, we gotta go." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she's like across the railroad track. But totally, I like I liked that she showed up and they let her hoop and oh like, yeah, pivotal she, part of the team. That's she, what's up. 
Uh, who? Who? Oh, we got to talk. About. We got to talk about two more people before we, yeah. we move on. Um, so Lil Ray Howery, the guy that played Dex. What would you give him? He's Wait, a Lil me. Ray. No, it's Lil Rel, baby. Oh, sorry, Real, Lil, Lil Ray. <laughs> Lil who's, Rel. Sorry. Who's Dex again? See, he was I mean, like the coach, yeah. like the guy who put together the team. No, that's not his team though. That's Uncle Drew's team. But at the end, at the end, spoiler, it's his team. Uh, uh, okay, yep, yep, yep. I got it. He he was in um Bad Trip, the Eric Andre thing, right? Yeah, he was in Bad Trip. He was in okay. Get Out. Uh, he's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Lil cool. Rel, good got comedian. Lil Rel. Yeah, uh, I think he did a good job. I think he I he fit the bill well. Yeah. Him and Shaq carried the movie, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I give him a four and a half out of five for that guy. I thought he was good. I'm going to give him a five because okay. his job was to be the uh, the the com- the main comedian mm-hmm. and keep mm-hmm. it all together uh, in the professional. He did good. Yeah. I, I like Lil Rel. Also, I loved the Get Out reference because this movie came out like one year oh, yeah. after Get Out and he was like a big part of that. Yeah, I thought that was really smart. That was pretty fun. Um, yeah, I give him a five too. The soul of the movie, definitely. But my favorite character in this whole fucking movie. Ooh, I think I know. I'm gonna I think I know who it's gonna be. Nick Kroll, baby. Oh. <laughs> Mookie. <laughs> <You're> fucking... <laughs> like if anyone stole the movie, it was Nick Kroll. Like, it, he was, it was so him, fucking funny. Like he, he, he plays that kind of character so well. <laughs> and uh it was perfect they couldn't have cast a better person to do that yes uh, i give him a 6.9 dude he, he was perfect yep the perfect He's, 6.9 yeah. out of 6.9 <laughs> him flying colors but i do want to bring up aaron gordon aaron gordon casper casper i'm not giving that dude a four he's getting like a three and a half for me Ooh. dude that's too high yeah that's way too high. i don't know i'm trying to be nice but damn man i gotta give him a one like yeah, a one <laughs> okay i'll sure. give him a 1.5 because he was really trying but him really trying was the downfall for him yeah also, man. also okay him hitting a three in the uh, in the game, that's probably the only three he's ever hit that mattered. Oh, Mr. 50, dog. Mr. 50, baby. <laughs> I would give him a two, actually, because he hooked up his homeboys with some fucking uh, 11s, Jordan 11s. <laughs> oh, what did they call it in the in the movie? I feel like they had a really funny name. Ayers? Was it Ayers? It's like, yeah, it's like Jordan something. Uh... I know. I don't remember. They, they were the 11s, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Concords? No, it didn't Concord. It was like some made-up name. Like, oh, gotcha. Yeah. I remember it just being like funny as hell. The squ- squiggle dues. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I like the fact that the, his only funny part was just like, you're going to hook up our boys, right? And hook up my boys, right? And that that's it. That's I got a chuckle out of that. Um, totally. I think Tyler froze again. <laughs> Tyler. So let's talk about the Blazers, okay? Um, Going back to the Blazers. <laughs> the Blazers, really quick. Larry Nance Jr. Bad move, dude. Bad move. I'm just interested, man. I didn't look up Larry Nance shit. I didn't know anything about the guys, so I'm stoked to stoked. Y'all are stoked. <laughs> it, I think it's gonna be fun. 
Um, damn, I was gonna ask like, what's your favorite part of the movie? But fucking Tyler's not here. But uh, Greg, what's your favorite part of the movie? It was definitely the the preacher scene, man, when they're baptizing him. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, and also, the, like, the Pepsi commercials, I thought, were really good, man. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I just like Kyrie. Like, he just did a really good job at playing that character, you know? Um, and, like, being the front person of a movie for the most part, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, LeBron did that, and Michael Jordan did that, and they were okay. And I thought that Kyrie at least was on that level you know like he didn't like super fuck it up i think Kyrie did a lot better than lebron did with new legacy for sure mm-hmm. with uncle drew but yeah the the pepsi uh shorts was it was amazing definitely set the platform for uh for this and uh the first one when i first saw it i was just like damn this is real like and then the second episode of that, I'm just like, okay, the, yeah. uh, people know what's going on now. But yeah, I thought it, just the idea of an Uncle Drew out there just smoking up fools, like yeah, fucking on sick man. It's uh, definitely sick. Kevin Love was dope in one of those episodes of the the Pepsi ones, uh, but they had him looking all old and shit. But it was cool, man. He was cooking people too. Kevin Love. I I wish they would have kept his like starting five from the the Pepsi commercial to this. Um, uh, oh, that would have been smart, man! Like that would have yeah. been the right move. Or maybe they're like bench players for the you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. They like all come the out the goon squad. That'd be sick. Is that him? That's me, baby. Yeah, we, no we were just talking guy. about the short dude, uh, the Uncle Drew shorts. Um. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen that. I just watched the stream. I'll give the movie like a fucking eight, man. And I want to give it like eight? a yeah, I might give it like an eight five on the just get stoned and watch something stupid. Like, do you guys ever watch Grind, the skateboard movie? Oh, well, that's yes. a great film. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. I loved Grind. But also Cinematic if you're not a skateboard I, I agree, dude. Top 100 <laughs> movies of all time, no doubt, dude. But like if you don't like skateboarding or grew up in that era, it's probably pretty shitty dude <laughs> and i feel like uncle drew drew is in that realm where it's like niche to the people who like it and mm-hmm. it's fun enough to just like enjoy it at face value but for me like being able to be like that's fucking nate robinson what the <laughs> fuck dude like that's reggie miller out there like it made it way more fun so just like brink is what you're saying right oh brink's a five out of five yeah dude that's a, that's a five out of five 20 out of wheels <laughs> Yeah. Team five, out, five out of five soul grinds, baby. <laughs> Ralph, what's what's your rating for your Uncle Drew here? Um, Uncle Drew, I, I would give it a yeah, I, I, I would rate it pretty high too, just because it fits like it hits home. So I would I would do eight as well. I'm gonna go. So go on, sorry. Oh, you you finish your thought there. I was just saying, like you know, I saw the Pepsi commercials in the shorts before uncle drew and i did anticipate uncle drew to watch it back then but it just went to streaming and that was very foreign to me back then so watching it now gave me a a reason to watch it and uh, i appreciated this movie so eight i've got two ratings if you're a basketball if you're if you're a film fan 
like a connoisseur, like a film, a film head. Sure. It's going to be a two out of five basketballs. But if you're a basketball fan, it's going to be a four out of five basketballs. That's yeah. So if you're both to a three, it's going to be a three out of five basketballs. So for me, as a, as both, I'm giving it a three out of five. It was super fun. Hit the nostalgia. I wanted to hear, I saw everyone I wanted to see. It was great. Uh, but overall, it was not, not, not a very good movie, but it, it's fun. And I think there's a place for it uh, in the history of cinema. <laughs> let's uh, l- l- let's see what the people rated it as. Uh, so IMDb, 5.8 out of 10. So that's Tyler, pretty close to Tyler. Rotten Tomatoes, 60%. That's Tyler's rating right there. And Metacritic, 57 so you're oh, saying yeah. Tyler is the people. Yeah. I am the people. Actually, hey, you forgot one important one. Uh, Letterboxd has it as a, have a, a 2.6 Ooh, out of five stars. Appreciate that plug, dog. Thank you. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, yeah, uh, if, you're, if you're a betting man, go with me for film reviews. <laughs> <laughs> um, unrelated to uh, Uncle Drew, but it has something to do with basketball movies. Um, I was talking to my dog and I was like, Hey, you want to play basketball Arlo? And uh, obviously the dog didn't say anything. Then my daughter was like, silly dad, dogs can't play basketball. And I was like, boy, do I have a fucking movie that will blow your mind? What did you put on air guard right away? <laughs> no, you say, I didn't. You say, hey, hey, you either you're grounded or you're gonna sit your ass down and watch this movie. No, I, I haven't showed it to her, but I'm just like, hey, this is gonna blow your mind. This yeah, dog she, plays basketball. That's gonna like anywhere in the rules that they can't. Actually, I think you make a good point. I don't think it says yeah. anywhere in the nope. in the guidelines. That's gonna blow her mind. <laughs> I uh, I remember seeing the Air Buds movie, the skateboard one, but it was oh, like dude, with a chimp yeah. or something. Like MVP, dude. Yeah, that one rocked. <laughs> most, <laughs> most, most valuable primate, primate baby. No, <laughs> most vertical primate, I think, with oh, the, the skateboarding no. one. That was good. That makes Hell sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I remember the scene where the kid like grabbed uh, like a bro an old skateboard trucks and wheels out of the dumpster behind the shop, and just like <laughs> me being a kid being like, no way, you can just go to a dumpster and find that shit like <laughs> i don't know i totally did you try could. it out did you go to like a, a skate no shop? man i didn't really dumpster dive as a kid but that just that scene made me want to do it so bad you know <laughs> so you get a full new skateboard <laughs> no, there was a you're cutting in and out man there, there we was go, a back. local board shop where I grew up in Vegas and they did have decks just like not even in the trash can just outside, but they have like huge cracks on them. Mm-hmm. So it's rideable for like the first 10 minutes, but they were just giving it away. Basically. Cool, huh? cool, that is pretty but, sick. But yeah, well, that's my skateboard story, baby. Airbuds. That was, mine was a tangent of airbuds. That's all. <laughs> well, I think that's gonna, I think that's gonna wrap it up, baby. It's the off season uh we'll be back we'll we'll be back baby uh we got one month until preseason starts uh so i imagine the next few weeks we'll start doing prediction episodes and whatever you know 
We'll give our takes. Our Let's get some guests on here again. Get some guests like, back. Yes, Talk about some teams and shit, man. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll start doing some previews here as the, the season starts to rev up. Um, Ralph, you've got anything you want to plug? Yeah, actually, I was looking at this Warfield Brewery Basketball Coolness Orange Juice IPA that I've been th- drinking throughout the whole episode. It's uh, canned here in Idaho in Ketchum. And it tastes like orange juice, but I am drunk as shit from this IPA. (laughs) (laughs) So Warfield Brewery. I love it. Good job. They use recyclable uh, packaging as well. Oh, yeah. That rocks as fuck. Um, Delicious. Also, new turnstile rocks. That's what I was (laughs) in Sorry, uh, it's cool. I'll still talk about it. Great. What you got for us? Hell yeah. Uh, I got nothing this week. it's good talking to you guys, though. So yeah, shout yeah. out us, shout out this podcast, shout out the this pod, baby. Fun, <laughs> shout out the boys. Yeah, shout out us. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, plug us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my my plug this week, Turnstile, album of the year. It's so good. The vibes are there. Yeah, the album art is there. Everything about it is there. Uh, listen to the record. Uh, from and- what I can tell, good people. Also, someone shit in the pit. Pretty funny. Also, very disgusting. Don't <laughs> shit. Don't <laughs> shit in the pit. Uh, <laughs> Ralph, you yeah, what you your got? Finger oh, you do. I, I like, was gonna I say. Shit. I was gonna say. Turnstile is badass in a way that they're not really conforming to the hardcore genre anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're so fucking popping and like going across different planes of genres and fan bases which is a uh, i'm i'm proud to say that i listen to indie neo funk jazz hardcore turnstile yeah i'm not even gonna try to label it anymore it's just, just turnstile they're their own genre baby uh and that's uh, the one thing i can really say about the record is that it is fully genuine like they're not trying to go in any direction. They're just going in their own, they're on their own path and you can tell, and it's super sick. If you haven't listened to it yet, and I would be surprised if you listen to this podcast and I haven't listened to turnstile yet, but you really should listen to the record and just like put on a good pair of headphones and go on a walk. It's summer. This record was made for the summer. Dude, you're going like, to be fucking dancing while walking, it's, dude. You're going to have the best time. You're going to have the best half hour of your life. Good record. Good ass record. Also, what you could do is you could go on over to Store Envy, type in Secret Jocks Podcast, and you could buy yourself a Secret Jocks Podcast t-shirt. And you could buy yourself. We've got sizes small to 2X, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not going to correct you because you're correct. I'm correct, baby. Uh, Buy yourself a Secret Jocks Podcast t-shirt. Put that put that nice piece of cotton on your body then put those headphones on go to spotify apple podcast Bandcamp, or any other uh media that the turnstile record might be on put that record on wear your secret jog shirt bring Listen a portable to your vinyl record. player with you yeah record, record player that's however you choose to listen to the record this is the pairing to do it with baby we got t-shirts that's where this tangent's going. I love uh, it. <laughs> uh, also, hit us up on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a review. Helps us with the ag- algorithm if you give us five stars. 
Uh, we're on Instagram at Secret Jocks Podcast, or no, just at Secret Jocks. We're the podcast. Uh, uh, hit us up follow us shoot us a dm if you're interested in being on the show we're gonna start having guests again and highlighting teams and doing our preseason predictions uh if you don't like social media just hit us up at uh secret jocks podcast at gmail.com uh or you can text tyler direct at beep that is my phone number uh, you're you feel free to use out it there again, Tyler. Yeah, sorry. Here, here it is again. Beep. That that's where you can reach. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll most likely be back this week. If not, then you'll see us or you'll hear us when you hear us. Uh, but the season's coming up soon. And, it's coming up, baby. Uh, we'll we'll start doing some more uh, predictions and. Hopefully we'll get some. Hopefully we'll get that three-way trade. So, uh, go listen to Turnstile, and uh, thank you. Bye bye. Peace, y'all. Later. <laughs>